Welcome to the Nerd Gospel Podcast, where Aslan is on the move and everything sad will eventually become untrue. Yes. Isn't that awesome? It is awesome. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Let's get to the news. There is a Lord of the Rings TV series in the works. That cannot be true. Is that good news or bad news? Oh, what are the, what will, what will they my, do? My initial thought is it's horrible news. It sounds bad. And it's going to burn in flames. Right? Oh, no. Because there's only... Who's involved? Right, so What's we, happening? So here's the thing. Have you seen The Hobbit? You saw The Hobbit yes, trilogy? that was terrible. Ugh. Awful. Really bad. Horrible. And if they try to take, because it's a TV series, they're going to try to milk it for everything it's worth, right? Yeah, this is bad. This is bad news. This is, and it's also Amazon, which I, I don't know if I trust them. Boo. Right? They haven't, Amazon hasn't proven their worth to me yet. There are things that are best left untouched. I know. This is sad. So. This is one. So anyways, but they tried to get the, this is a super rumor because they don't really have the rights yet. They tried to do stuff with Warner Brothers. It's just, it's out there. It better okay? not happen. Yeah. So it don't, I don't want it to happen. And yeah. if you're listening, Amazon, this is Bezos. Listen, Bezos. <laughs> I don't want you doing this. Yeah. All right. He listens now. He, back I, up. I pull a lot of weight with him. And he raced the Hobbit crap. Yeah. It's a heavy rumor. Uh, Zachary Levi, who was, have you seen Chuck? You ever yeah. seen the show Chuck? It's yeah. a good show. Yeah. I like his it. fun. It's, it's just fun. It's just Fine. fun. Sure. Okay. Zachary Levi, who plays Chuck. Also, Fandral, who dies off in Thor Ragnarok. That's the guy I was telling you about. Uh, yeah. Fandral, whatever. Uh, he's cast as Shazam. Yeah. So I think that's part of the why they killed him. They're like, oh, let's get him out of the MCU and let's get him in the DCEU. <laughs> We're going to bring him back in. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a girlfriend that like has two two boyfriends. Or, you know, no, no, no. Let I don't me, understand what's happening. <laughs> it's kind of like a girlfriend and two friends have dated this girl. Okay. And because what happens is like you have Ryan Reynolds who jumped from being Green Lantern yeah. to now he's Deadpool. And then he was Deadpool before that, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like, what? you know. And it's sort of like when they jump from the DC universe to the Marvel universe, it's kind of weird, isn't that? Is it I, not weird to you? Yeah, but I don't, I don't care. It's kind of like two friends that cares? have a girlfriend. Here's my advice okay. on dating. Yep. Don't date. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Wait until no, you're... <laughs> no, no. I thought there was more. No, wait until you're <laughs> ready to be a husband or to be a wife and then select a mate. All right. And then court, court them. them. Okay. And go straight to marriage. And then dress and wear pseudo armor no, while you court. No, <laughs> no. No, you're, you're wearing the armor of God. You oh, don't oh, need that's... external armor. <laughs> Just oh enough goodness. with this dating crap. That's the best thing I've this, ever heard. Yeah. When I got an 18-year-old when son. When you court a princess, wear the armor of God. That's, that's right. very good. Uh, my dating advice is, I've, I've said this, and I don't know where I got this. Maybe I made it up. If I made it up, fantastic. Okay. If you heard it somewhere else, that's where I got it. <laughs> dating is like a Band-Aid. Uh-huh. Okay. And when I was in high school, you would date a girl and you put the Band-Aid on. And it feels like you're like, oh, this is a good Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. You jump in the pool of life. Okay. Now, when you, when you get out, now here's the thing. When you get in the pool, the Band-Aid has to stick, right? But if you break up with a girlfriend, you take the Band-Aid off. Now, if you try to get back with that girl, you put the Band-Aid back on. Does it stick as well the next time? You know Band-Aids, Jeremy. Well, does not stick. I don't like this analogy, it but no. Stick no, as it well. doesn't stick as well. So, uh, anyways, that's my analogy about that's, a Band-Aid in relationships. That's terrible. So. <laughs> that must be original. <laughs> that has to be original. No wise human being would ever uh, say I have yeah, so, Just don't do it. Don't Speaking do it. of, uh, so, oh, then some kid named Asher Angels playing Billy Batson. I don't know who So, that is. the way this plays out is Shazam is actually a boy named Billy Batson. Yes. 
He's like a little kid. Oh, right. And so he meets this this crazy old wizard named Shazam, and he gives him the power. And when he says, Shazam, he turns into yes. Shazam. I only know this from the uh, video game. Yeah. From, what is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, from, uh, Injustice. Justice, yep. Also known as Captain Marvel. When he first started out, he was Captain Marvel. Now I have a question. Yeah. Zachary Levi is going to play Shazam, the giant, the giant Shazam. genie guy? Well, he's actually pretty ripped. That's the interesting thing. Zachary Levi is? Yeah. He's actually pretty but ripped. But he's not. Well, have you seen him in 13 Hours? He's in 13 Hours. Yeah, that's... Yeah, he's but he's big. not big. Well, he's kind of bulky. Well, but, maybe he's wearing a lot I of I mean, gear. he's muscular. Yeah. But that's How not the same as big. How big do you want big. him, Jeremy? Don't, Shazam is don't huge. Don't body shame him. All right. You're fine. body shaming Zachary Levi right now. I, I don't mind. Anyway, so some kid with a made up name, Asher Angel. I don't believe that. Who names their kid Asher Angel? No Get one. out of here. No one. This is made up. AA. Yeah. Uh, he's cast as Billy Batson, uh, and so he's going to be the boy. I don't know who he is. Great. I hope he's great. Good job, buddy. Uh, speaking of Billy's, uh, see, how I did that. terrible. Nasty Billy from Stranger Things, Billy Hargrove. Mm-hmm. He's hinted at being cast as Nightwing. In a new DC Universe thing as well. Let me say really quick. If you hate superhero movies, they're not going anywhere. Okay? Really? <laughs> they're, not, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And the only way they're going to go somewhere is if Thor stops making 400-something million dollars in the first weekend. Right. So if you don't like them, don't see them. That's fine. Right. But I, I constantly hear people complaining about how, oh, there's so many movies, whatever. Then just don't go see them. That's the easiest way to mm-hmm. not support them. It's like a bully. Mm-hmm. If you don't like a bully, don't give them attention. You will be left out of everything that matters. Yeah, yeah. And you won't have any fun, but I mean, that's fine. Yeah, you don't have to have fun. So Nightwing, he'll, I, I like this because I like that kid. I think he's snarky and nasty and cool, and Nightwing's kind of snarky. He's not nasty, obviously. Sure. But Good he's guy. snarky. He's full of snark. Yeah. Uh, he also plays Jason the Red Power Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie, which was awful. That's a different yeah. c- character. And then uh, Billy Hargrove, as, and, and his name is, now how, how would you a normal person say this name, and then I'm going to say it? Okay. How, how do you think you say that? So it's D A C R E. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dacre. Dacre Montgomery. Yeah. I immediately looked at him. I was like, Oh, Dacre. <laughs> Dacre. <laughs> Dacre Mont- Montgomery. Now I, I'm actually interested because I'd like to know how Dacre says uh-huh. his name. I, don't I know. hope it's Dacre. Dacre. Cray. Be so, <laughs> he's so stupid. He's Dacre. If you think I'm saying it differently, <laughs> uh, there's been two Last Jedi posters that were seen recently. They were put side by side. Mm-hmm. One's of the light side. One's of the dark side. Both have Luke ominously looming in the background. So what what is your prediction right now? What do you think is happening with Luke in The Last Jedi? What do you think? I think Don't read gonna, the quote that I have uh, right down there. <laughs> Don't read that quote. I, did, I didn't. Right, good. I, good, didn't, good. Okay. I think he's going gray, though. You think? See, all right. I, I absolutely disagree with that you 100%. Do. Yeah. You do. Here's the thing about the gray thing, okay? It was a construct made up by fans. Yeah. Like, this was never even a thing. And not once... Has I mean not, not but Lucas is once. out of control now. So Lucas why is nowhere to be seen? Right. So why wouldn't they just adopt a fan thing because, if it fits what they want to do? Because Disney, like a lot of these companies, they never take fan advice. Like they never do. <laughs> and some weird little meme going around about the gray Jedi. Like mm-hmm. you think they're going to try to explain that? Like Luke in the video in the movies, he's like, I was I was light and now I'm dark. But now I'm both. Well, I don't think like, they'll like, try to explain it. You'll just see where he's uh, right. he's conflicted. Well, here's what he says. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's what he says. In Star Wars The Force Awakens, Luke has lost confidence in his ability to make good choices. Because he has. Because he has. It haunts him to the core, but he hasn't gone to the dark side. Now, he could be pulling our chain, right? This isn't an evil version of him, but it's still an incarnation of the character I never expected. It has pulled me out of my comfort zone. It's a real challenge. Those are mixed messages. I know, I know, I know. So I don't, he's keeping us very 
He's on. We're on edge. It's like I'm he's trying to promote this movie. It's with almost suspense. like he's some sort of mix of light and dark. He's Jeremy. like a gray Mark Hamill. No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not gray. Like a light beige. Right. He's <laughs> a charcoal, charcoal some, Jedi. Something my wife. <gasps> what would if there's the a charcoal Jedi? Okay, That's a little bit more gray. Um. Anyways, it's a real chunk. Let's get to the main event. Let's just jump in. With you ready? Well, yeah, for the main event. Let me get some uh, gear on. Okay, hey, perfect. All right, I'm um, The main event is restoration or consummation. I and know, or. or And or. Sure. Restoration consummation. So we, for context, mm-hmm. if you're just tuning in, first time, you're, you're going, what is this new podcast? What is this? is weird. Right. Are they nerdy? Are they are they theology stuff? Are they bi- What are they doing? Okay. Maybe you're joining us from the uh, Society of Reform Pop. From, from the Dark Society of Reform no, the, the Gray, Gray Society, Society of Reform, Reform Podcasters. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in so much. So if you're listening, we've been doing a series on creation, fall, redemption, restoration, which is kind of the fourfold story of the Bible yeah. in, a, in a grandiose, cosmic, amazing way. Okay? Yes. The fourfold story of the Bible. So we're on the final one, the, the series. If you, if you listen to this and you go, oh, that was really cool. Okay. So you, think of you in the future. If mm-hmm. you in the future heard this and you're like, oh, that's pretty keen, then go back. Go back and listen to the first three because uh, we kind of put them all together. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so we're talking about restoration and consummation today. So really quick, what does that mean? What does that mean? The story doesn't end with redemption. So last time we talked about redemption, the great rescue plan yes. that God had planned since the dawn of time. Jesus. Jesus. The lamb that was slain before the creation of the world. It was always planned that Jesus would be the way to rescue us. Yep. Right. Yep. That God himself would take on flesh and die. So it doesn't end there. God has promised to renew the whole world, the entire world, mm-hmm. the entire cosmos, and the Bible gives us a peek into this glorious future. The restoration of all things will take place in two ways. Mm-hmm. Christ will return to judge sin and evil, and secondly, he will usher in righteousness and peace. So sin and evil, he'll judge, and he'll usher in righteousness and peace. Yep. God will purge this world of evil once and for all. That's fantastic. Yes. That's great news. That's It'll the, all be gone. That's the best news. All evil. <laughs> all gone. evil. And gone. we'll, even though there's so much evil in our natural state, yeah. we'll remain because we're clothed in we the won't righteousness gray. of Christ. We won't be gray Jedis. We'll be, we'll be light, perfectly pure. clean yeah, fantastic. because of the blood of Jesus. So here's a uh, really awesome quote. I started out uh, the podcast in our goofy little way with this. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Samwise talking to Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. And the uh, kings, I'm sorry, uh, what is it? Return of the King. <laughs> uh, to King? Return of the King. You're out. Gandalf. Or, and, and he would say, Gandalf, I thought you were dead. Oh, he's a little more <laughs> cockney than I remember. Uh, Sean Aston, just imagine I'm Bob from Stranger uh, Things. Uh, Gandalf, I thought you were dead, but then I thought I was dead myself. Is everything sad going to become untrue? What's happened to the world? A great shadow has departed, said Gandalf. And then he laughed. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> and the sound was like music. Or like water in a parched land. And as he listened, the thought came to Samwise that he had not heard laughter, the pure sound of merriment for days upon days without count. And if you know the story, mm-hmm. poor Samwise and poor Frodo. Yeah. They've been going through this world, this messed up world of death and destruction and murder and, you know, orcs and uh, they're in Mount Doom. And it, I mean, it's just page after page of tragedy. Yeah. Betrayal by their guy. Betrayal. And, and Sam wakes up and he goes, is this certainly this couldn't be true. Right. Certainly this can be, is everything that was sad. Is everything that is just going to be a memory? Is it all going to become untrue? Yeah. 
um, and Gandalf is there and he's alive and it's wonderful, wonderful news. Um, so that's when we talk about restoration. Think of that picture, this picture of that. Currently, we're in this this world of mess. Yep. And the rescue plan is there, right? And Christ has come, and he's and he's ready to come again, right? And we're waiting mm-hmm. for that. We're waiting. Uh, we're waiting for everything sad to become untrue. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you just read Lord of the Rings. Go. go read <laughs> it's so filled with this imagery of hope and promise. And restoration and, oh, it's just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So jumping into that, consummation, it's a twofold restoration. We're kind of living in the now, but not yet. Yep. Does that, does that make sense? So we're in, in Paul's theology, there's this idea that you are hidden in Christ now, mm-hmm. but then I wake up in my bed and I go, well, I thought I was hidden in Christ. Yes, now, not yet. And you have to think about this in terms of God. So it won't make sense if we're just talking about it yeah. in terms of like our experience of reality. Yeah. The reason it's now but not yet, is because God is not a promise breaker. So God has accomplished things that are done. Like, it's it's done, but it's not yet. And he's made promises, and we're going to read a verse later on, but it, but spoiler alert, it says all the promises of God are, guess what, they're yes in yes. Jesus Christ. They're just yes. yes. The answer yep. is yes. And it only makes sense if you understand that God cannot be a promise breaker, and therefore things are absolutely sure and done, but not yet. But not yet. But now, not yet. Yep. Uh, a good way I like to think about this, uh, we're going through Acts with my kids in Sunday school, and we're talking about Paul turning into Saul, or Saul turning into Paul, mm-hmm. and there's that part where he gets knocked on his on his behind from the from the horse, and his lights are shining, and he's blinded, and, and Jesus looks at him and says, Paul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And you go, wait, 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 he hasn't been, Jesus is gone. He hasn't right. been persecuting Jesus. Right. But Jesus says, no, 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 why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. Because if you are hidden in Christ... That's why when Paul writes, you're hidden in Christ, he gets it yeah. because he was persecuting Jesus because he was, per- he was persecuting God's people, his bride. And so if you are hidden in Christ, you are so united with Christ that you and him are like, you know, ru- stuck to each other. I mean, it's just, it, yeah. we're, we're perfectly inseparable. Remember marriage, which is described as, as God made one flesh. Like that's, a, that, that's a representation of, of God or of, uh, of Christ in the church. Yeah. That's uh, becoming, becoming one, one flesh. flesh. Like yeah. it's. It's significant. It's not a uh, an association. You're yeah. you're directly new. You're combined. So let's talk about the now. Yeah. Okay. What is what is the restoration of all things? We know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We know Christ is going to return. We know He's going to make all things new. Let's talk about the now. What is, how does that affect us now? Okay. Um, the first thing is, what is my salvation for? Mm-hmm. Why, Jeremy? Why are you saved? Why Why did God save you for? Yeah. What do you think? Well, <laughs> do you have a grand purpose in life? I do. What is uh, it? The Westminster Confession says, <laughs> uh, what is the chief end of man? It's to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because that is the chief end of all men. It's not the chief end of the Christian only. Uh, it'll just come out in different ways. Well, that's a little bit complicated, yeah. maybe more than yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. get into. But the, every person will glorify God either by their salvation in Christ or by their damnation in the, by the under a just God. Yeah. So what is your salvation for? What did God save us for? What are we saved for? Right now we live by the Spirit, right? We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. We believers have been given the Holy Spirit who gives us a first taste of the coming age. And it's a guarantee that all the blessings God has promised will be given to us. So we are spirit people, right? Uh, I know that sounds, ooh, spirit people. Uh, we're, we're Holy Spirit indwelt people. Yes. And so we have now, here and now, we have tastes of heaven. Uh, we don't bring, you know, it's not like we bring heaven to earth, but we have tastes, glimpses of grace and glimpses of, of what that 
that future outcome, that future life in heaven will look like now. Yep. Okay. Uh, this is Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. I love that. I love that deposit. Yeah. It's, it's like that money imagery, like Jesus left and he goes, hey, I'm going to leave some money here. I'm right. giving you the deposit, yep. the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I'm going to right. take it back and that's yeah. I'm taking you with it. Right. And this is a guarantee that that's going to happen. Yeah. It's almost like the Holy Spirit through sanctification, uh, he's deposited in us and he grows in us like it increases, mm. right? sanctifies us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like gaining money or you know, <laughs> all analogies break down. I'm just, I'm literally spitballing this as I think. Uh, and then he comes back and now we've gotten all this money and built up in sanctification. We become right. more like Christ. And now he goes, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah. Oh man. We're, uh, our value increases. Uh, yeah. Not anything we do. Right. But only because the spirit is growing in us and working in us. Yeah, and, because oh. the deposit Christ made. Yeah. Deposit. Yeah. Uh, this is second Corinthians one, 18 through 22, but as surely as God is faithful, which he is. Our message to you is not yes and no, Paul says. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no. But in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both of us, both us and you, stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Once again, deposit, seal. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's, you know, we talk about the promises of God. Christ is the answer to all those promises. There's all these promises that were made uh, throughout the Old Testament, and then Christ comes, and he is the answer. And the answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is, uh, how you know, the, the question always is, how is God going to do that? Sure, he's powerful, but what what is he going to do that will make that make these promises true? And the answer is Christ, and the answer is yes. And going back to the Old Testament, which mm-hmm. let's throw some Old Testament in here. Okay, if you go back to the Passover, the the Israelite people, how did how did the spirit, you know, the spirit of death, angel of death, that passed over them, mm-hmm. how did it know to pass over the Israelites? No. Well, they took blood from a lamb, and they crossed over their doorposts. And it would pass over them, mm-hmm. over the ones who had the blood of the Lamb. Now we, as Christ's possession, are sealed with his blood yeah. so that at the end of days, at the great consummation, the restoration of all things, not only will the spirit of angel of death, not only will death pass over all of us, mm-hmm. but it will has marked us as his possession. We will now be taken with him into heaven to to rule and live with him forever. I mean, it'll just be wonderful to reign Reign with Christ. It'll be just fantastic. Now, when I say reign, not reign with him. He will reign, obviously, but to, to be with him in yes. his reign yeah. will be wonderful. Uh, the Westminster Confession, chapter 13. So speaking of our salvation, what is our salvation for? Talking about sanctification, this is what it says in chapter 13. They who are effectually called and regenerated, having a new heart and a new spirit created in them, are further sanctified, really and personally, through the virtue of Christ's death and resurrection. Really, 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 really sanctified. Mm-hmm. By his word and spirit dwelling in them. The dominion of the whole body of sin is destroyed, by gone, and the several lusts thereof are more and more weakened and mortified, and they more and more quickened and strengthened in all saving graces to the practice of true holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So sanctification is something we don't do. 
Yeah. It's something, the Holy Spirit, something God does to us, mm-hmm. sanctifying us, cleansing us, uh, killing sin, right? We kill sin daily, 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 uh, and we pray and lo- we ask the Lord, Lord, give us the desire, kill this sin, we want to destroy it. Um, John Owen, the famous quote is, be killing sin or it will be killing you. Yep. And that quote stands true because of the last little part there. It says, uh, to the practice of true holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Yeah. And so we are called to be holy. And we are, the Bible says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Yeah. I get to uh, go to a Bible study that's part of our church on uh, a Friday morning. Yeah. I get up early and I go and I hang out with these older guys. Uh, some of them are elders in our church, but other of them are just, you know, they're just older. I don't know why. They like to clump together. <laughs> they're old clumps. But the reason that I love going there is, one, I, w- I want to learn. Uh, these guys are all not just older than me, but they're old in the faith. And I get to see these sanctified men. like, And they're not perfect and they're not pretending to be. If anything, they're more open about their faults, which is a sign of sanctification. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Gospel brokenness. Yeah, but I get to see this, uh, what God has done in their lives, and then I get to like thirst for the same it, and know that that promise is made and that it's yes in Christ. Yeah, and so the restoration of all things, the promise that Jesus says, behold, I'm making all things new, that's taking place right now in sanctification in our hearts. Yeah. It's not a full full restoration it's a now not yet final restoration when our when we will have resurrected bodies uh you know perfectly resurrected bodies but now it's a it's a deposit it's a guarantee of that yeah I promise the next section there section two this sanctification is throughout in the whole man yet imperfect in this life there abideth still some remnants of corruption in every part whence ariseth a continual and irreconcilable war the flesh lusting against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh yeah, so it's not done yet. <laughs> yeah. And it won't, in this life, it won't be done. We're going to have a battle. Yeah, uh, these these old guys, no matter how long they live, they won't be perfected while they're alive here. Yeah, uh, They have to be completely joined with Christ. And this is why Paul says, what I don't want to do, I do do. And what I don't want to, what I do want to do, I don't do. Yes. Uh, and it's this battle, this war that rages on. The, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Section three says, in which war, and the reason it's old English, this was written, Back a really right. long time. It's ago. a Westminster Confession. Yeah, Westminster Confession, <laughs> um, section three. In which war, although the remaining corruption for a time may much prevail, so corruption could take over for a good bit, mm-hmm. yet through the continual supply of strength from the sanctifying Spirit of Christ, continual supply, the regenerate part doth overcome, and so the saints grow in grace, perfecting holiness and the fear of God. So it may come a time you may have Christian brothers and sisters who who have these moments of just absolute. It looks like they're fully corrupt. Like you're just going, what has happened to that person? Yeah. Um, but it's if they are a truly spirit filled believer, they're gonna it's gonna win out. The spirit it will always win out. Yeah, the effect through the the call um, of Christ. So what is our salvation for? How do we glimpse heaven, the restoration now, even though we aren't there yet? So it's sort of like we've been talking about. We, we see this. I see it all the time through the church, mm-hmm. right? The way we treat each other as brothers and sisters and the way we love each other, the way we react to crisis, the way we react to things, uh, the way people forgive, mm-hmm. right? We see this and not even, uh, we see it in the media. We see it all over the place. You know what, what goes viral is people just doing kind acts to each other. Yeah, It's wild how a simple person picking up somebody who trips on a, a you know, a running, they're running and somebody goes back and picks up somebody and goes, wow, that that girl didn't think about herself, but she actually like people respond to that. And it's, that's a glimpse of heaven where people go, why can't everybody do that? Yeah. Why can't everybody do that? Um, and, and we as Christians get to partake in pointing people to Christ through 
the good works that he's established beforehand for us to do. Yeah, so. that's right. Um, the next part there is death in the intermediate state. We've talked about in this past, so it's really quick. When people die, their soul continues in a conscious existence while awaiting the resurrection of the body on the last day. So we wait for our redemption of our bodies. Um, the next one is the resurrection of the body. The people of God have always believed in a resurrection of the body, and Christ is the guarantee of that hope. At the resurrection, our present bodies will be transformed to be like Christ's resurrected and glorified body, exhibiting both continuity and discontinuity with our present body. I think we've talked about in this past how here Heath will look still like Heath. Mm-hmm. I'll still look like myself right. in certain ways, but I'll be changed, right. but I don't know what that looks like yet. Right. Right? People, but, when Jesus came back, he looked like Jesus. They knew, but he also was different because right. they didn't recognize him all the time. He'll be perfected and glorified. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll look like perfect Heath. Um, John five twenty eight through 29. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. I love that. It's like, how can I not be amazed at that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do not, don't be amazed at this. Like, this is, that's so yeah, easy. It's it's definitely going to happen. Just <laughs> that's, relax. That's such a simple thing that it's the fine. dead will rise. Okay. The next, so the new heavens and the new earth. So now, that was the now. Yeah. Those are things that are happening things in the Christian world now. right so now. So being a Christian, how does that affect you now? Well, you get all the joy of walking with Christ. Like, okay, now you get that. You yeah, get the whole, being the, sanctified. The joy of brothers and sisters in Christ. You get the communion of the spirit and this communion of the saints. You get all that right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get that. If you if that sounds lame to you, then you're lame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there. It's not lame. No, it's it's awesome. amazing. It's the best thing on earth. The new heavens and the new earth. That's this is the not yet. The new heavens and the new earth are our eternal home and those who love and serve God will experience the removal of the curse and the consummation of God's original purposes for mankind. The new heavens and new earth will exhibit both continuity and discontinuity with the present heavens and the earth. So in in simple terms, right. uh, the new heavens and the new earth will just will look a lot like the old heavens and the old earth, but but perfect. Yes. Uh, the way they were intended to be before we screwed everything up. And I would I would kind of say adorned because when you yeah. read the Revelation accounts. Gold of, roads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think some of that is figurative. Sorry, yeah. people. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but like it's gonna be majestic and amazing and worthy of God's kingdom. Like it's going to be something. And when Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you, he, he's not joking. Like he's, he's going, he's preparing a place for us. Like there's places in heaven that we'll stay at, like Uh, live at, you know, yeah, we'll be with each other. Cause we're physically there. Yeah. We're physically there. Uh, so he's not just going, I'm going to go prepare a place for you and it'll be like an open field or something. Right. You know, (laughs) this is revelation 21, one through eight. It's a little long, but it's, Always isn't you. We should never pass it up. I want to read it. We should always read it. You read it. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, "Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and He will dwell with them. They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God." He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, 
the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. And following it soon after, Revelation 22, 1 through 6, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. I, uh, I was holding my son Thad mm-hmm. last night, and he, uh, he's seen some show or something where there's ghosts in it because it was just Halloween. And now yeah. he goes, Thad scared, Thad scared ghosts. <laughs> and we go, oh, buddy, you know, there's no ghosts. There's... And I go, let's go look around the house for a ghost. And I go, hello, ghost, are you there? Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. And he goes, no, no, no. And, but then we turn off the light, and he goes, oh, dark. It mm-hmm. get dark. Mm-hmm. And he knows something's wrong with the dark. Yeah, He knows something's scary and awful. He's not scared of the dark, but he knows it's where evil is. Mm. And I, and I told him the other day, I turned the light back on. I said, you know, the, you know what's really cool, buddy? I said, you know where God lives in heaven? Mm-hmm. 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 I go, you know, you know there's, no, there's no darkness. He goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, But it was this cool moment where he probably didn't understand anything that I was saying. But it, but it, was, it was almost for me yeah. that I said that. Yeah. Because the dark does scare me sometimes. <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm almost 30 years old, but the dark still scares me. Yep. Because I know evil men love the dark. Yes. But the thought of their never of, of you know God being the light and the, not needing a sun and needing all this stuff because he is our light, there's nothing to fear mm-hmm. ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his children, my son, will never have to fear the dark, never be scared of ghosts, right? Yeah. Um, man, what a beautiful, beautiful picture. That's why we, we got to read that whole thing because we can never pass, never pass that up. <laughs> uh, life in the new heavens and the earth. In the new heavens and the new earth, God's purposes for creation will be fulfilled and our deepest longings and desires will be satisfied. There's a famous Lewis quote here, and I have to include it because it's so good, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people know this. Even non-Christians kind of post this sometimes, I think. I don't know. Uh, it says, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased, says Lewis. Yeah, you imagine this kid. So just like walk through that. You've got a kid, he's in an alley in a slum. It's dirty everywhere. There's all the noise of, you know, what London would have been like in Lewis's day. And mom comes outside and she's like, sweetie, we're going to go to the beach. Yeah. And his reaction is, no. I want to stay home. I want my mud pies. <laughs> and she's trying to explain like, no, no, honey, like we are never going to get to go to the beach again. This is an enormous opportunity. This is the at holiday. The, at the beach, there's the sea. And at the beach, there's the sand and the sun. Clean sand. And there's not all this noise of the traffic and nobody's dumping their buckets outside of the windows. I, I'm mixing up my time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> frames, but uh, <laughs> but like, like, and he's continues to be adamant. No, no, I want this. This is my fun. This is what I want. And you see it as an adult and you'd go, that child is absolute. Yeah. Absolutely foolish. Yeah. And, and then you look at your, you look at yourself and you go, you're the man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to borrow from Nathan, the prophet, mm-hmm. this is what he does to David. David 
he tells him this story about somebody stealing a sheep, one little sheep. Right. And David goes, "Who? I'm going to kill this guy. Right. Who's this guy? And he looks at me and says, you're the man. Yeah, because the sheep is Bathsheba. Yeah. And so many times that's us. We, we get outraged and we're upset at something about something we hear in the news or whatever. And we need to look in the mirror and go, oh, wait. Oh, I'm that same guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally that same person who is who would do the same thing. Yeah. And we're the guy uh, that is satisfied with sex with a pretty girl yeah. instead of waiting for our wife Intimacy or with being a, with somebody who knows us. Right. Forever. It's, uh, it's stealing money from somebody because you think that you deserve it. It's the idea that uh, somebody than having a job that can fulfill you and treat, you know, work. Yeah. It's, it's hating crazy. someone that you don't know because they did something that's inconvenienced you for one second on the highway. Uh, and it's, you know, cursing that person out and sticking your finger out the window like you're some sort of somebody. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think about this, how, I mean, I think about this with the tragedies that go on in the world. So let's yeah. bring this back to real life. Yeah. And people go, you pray to some fairy God in the sky and look what's going on. Mm -hmm. Look what's going on. And I want to look at that person and go, you're, you're playing with mud pies, brother. You're playing with mud pies, and I'm off having the holiday at sea. And what you see is tragedy and all this stuff. It's absolutely horrible, but it's a small and passing thing. Yeah. And one day, all of that sadness, all of that wrong, we will look back and see the grand picture, and, all, you know, and you've missed out. Yeah. You missed out on glory. You've missed out. I, I've been stuck lately. I've been stuck on this passage where Paul is talking about the weight of glory. Mm -hmm. And he talks right before it. He's talking about, um, the, though the outward body is being uh, wasting away, in, inwardly we're being re renewed day by day. Yeah. And he's talking about the sufferings. Paul's talking about the sufferings, and but he says it's it's a really a light thing. It's actually really a light thing in comparison to the weight of glory. So there's something about our suffering where we we put too much weight to it. When in reality, Paul says, no, no, no. It's actually if you think about the suffering, it's actually really light. But the weight of glory that we will inherit is so much heavier than what we are experiencing now. Yeah. And I know that as human beings, we can't see that, right? I mean, when you're in that moment, I get it. I absolutely get it. It's the worst thing on earth. Right. And it, it's hard to see, feel the weight of glory. Uh, so I think that part of that's we need to remind each other about the weight, right? Mm -hmm. We need to feel the weight of glory and realize that the suffering is small and passing. This life is not, not very long. It's very short. Mm -hmm. And e eternity is eternal. <laughs> it's very long, very weighty, very good. Yeah. Holiday at sea. And I I think we're like just slightly misrepresenting Lewis's quote because what he's talking yeah. about is the best things in life. So we're saying like the things yeah, that yeah. you put too much uh, emphasis on, but what's the best things? Drink like, and sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does show those examples, <laughs> but even like, you know, holding your, your newborn, like the joy yeah. that fills your heart in that moment, that's all good. There's nothing, no yes. sin in that. No. That's joy. But you that's don't understand point. how much more satisfied you will be to behold Christ on the throne. Yeah. Like the, the joy that you feel in that moment, the overwhelming, the emotion, all of that, that's perfect and that's good. Well, maybe yeah. not perfect, but it's good. And it's yeah. something that God gives you, but it's just a taste of what you're going to have in the new heaven and the new earth with God as our light. And I often say, obviously, heaven is the crumbs when Christ is the feast. Yes. Right? Like everybody's like so excited to go to heaven. Like I'm excited. No, no, no. Heaven's the crumbs. Like you want Christ. Like yeah. he's the feast. Yeah. Heaven's just the outcome. Mm -hmm. of, of a life lived in service. And the crumbs will be delicious. And the crumbs will be but, delicious. But, but the come on. feast is what you want. Like, yeah. why have the, you know. So, um, heaven is the outcome of a life lived in service to Christ. It's just the outcome. Yeah. Uh, Christ is the point. He's the he's the main point. And if I hear one more person talk about, I wonder what sports we'll have in heaven, yeah. I'm just going to punch <laughs> you in the face. There'll it be, don't matter. There'll be awesome, fun stuff to do. There's going to be tons you of stuff. You don't need to speculate. You'll be fine. All right. <laughs> let's read Isaiah 25. 
Six through nine. Sure. I have that open in an actual book Bible. Smells like a Bible. (laughs) It says, uh, On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. That's a picture of the future. So that's a promise. Yes. That's one of those promises we talked about. Yep. That's a yes. Yep. Answer Is that going to happen? Yes. yes. Is, that gonna, is that everybody for real? Yes. Is it going to be awesome? Yes. yes. So that's a promise. So let's, if, if and we're talking, this kind of ties in with our past episode with eschatology. Yep. So if you're interested in eschatology and you have, uh, and you have uh, some sort of view and you go, I wonder where that fits. Go back, listen to our past episode. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll find yourself in there in one of the four views, unless or, you're just, you have a wacky view. Who or knows? at least it'll give you somewhere to start to start looking at exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so the conclusion is living with an internal, an eternal perspective. We, the first thing we do is we prepare for judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay. All humans will stand before God's judgment throne. And only those who trust in Christ will enter the new heavens and the new earth. Uh, I've heard it put this way by this guy named John O'Linebaugh one time. He talks about you enter the, the courtroom and the judge is there, right? And he says, let's, let's watch a movie of your life. Mm-hmm. And your life plays all your best moments, all your worst moments before God. Right. Okay. Everything plays out. Think about your worst moments paraded on screen. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely screwed. You're in trouble. Now you go in with Christ as your lawyer, the Holy Spirit as your lawyer. You got two lawyers, okay? You got one in heaven, one on earth, the lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. And you go in and he says, let's see, your, let's see that same movie. Let's see, watch it play out. And now you watch and it's not your life playing out on the screen. It's the life of Christ. Yeah. It only highlights, only best moments, only all, everything perfect. All and you go, that is the best story I've ever seen. That's the best life I've ever seen. That's not me. And the judge says, not guilty, right? Not guilty. That's what we talk about. When you are united with Christ, when you're hidden in Christ, you're hidden mm-hmm. in him. Mm-hmm. So it's now like God looks at you. It's just as if you had never sinned. Justifications, just as if you never sinned. And just as if you lived a perfect life in Christ, that is now given to you. Yes. That is an eternal perspective. And so when you have that perspective, you are preparing for judgment. Now I, I'm preparing myself because I want to look like Jesus as much as possible. But I prepare my heart and I live in service to him knowing one day that I will stand before God. And, I, and that is weighty to me, right? Yeah. That's a big thing. But it's a confidence to me. I have great confidence that Christ will be right there with me. Yeah. Right? And that, it, I, that, it, that it will be not guilty. Yep. And if you, uh, if you hear this and you do not think that you are standing inside of Christ, we, we beg you to come yep. in. There is, uh, there is room in the kingdom for you. Uh, you cannot have out the grace of God. There's no, there's nothing that should prevent you. There is a, an opportunity for you to live forever with the glory of the king and, uh, and to be a son or daughter of, of that king forever. Something like, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, whosoever would believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yeah, we beg you. We beg you. A life built to last. So the first thing is prepare for judgment. The second is a life built to last. Christians are called to build their lives here and now. So what happens on earth is very important. Very. 
lives uh, their lives and ministries in such a manner that they will survive the coming judgment and bring eternal rewards. Mm-hmm. So here's what I mean by that. The first thing is friendship is one of these things that's eternal. Mm-hmm. Okay. My wife and I, a lot of, I know a lot of kids who are like, you know, they're not even married yet. And they're like, but I won't be married in heaven, you know, cause Jesus says like they won't be given marriage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care because my wife and I are best friends. Yeah. And so if, if you tell me that I can be best friends with my wife in heaven for eternity, I'm good to go. Right. Okay. I don't care. I don't care about sex and all this. I want to be with my wife. I want to just be friends with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy and I's friendship is just starting now. It'll be eternal right. in heaven. Okay. So the first thing is uh, think about your friendships. They last. Mm-hmm. They're eternal. The second thing is work is eternal. Like work is good. It was given to us to work. You know, Jesus says my father's always working. So I'm always working. Mm-hmm. Work is good. Yep. It's fulfilling. I, I think we'll get to heaven and some people go, I just want to be in retirement. You want to be in retirement for all eternity? Yeah, with like, a perfectly f- able body. Like you and don't like... want to build stuff? Like, you don't want to go work? Like, I want to work. Yeah. I want to build stuff. I want to explore. And I want to, you know, do yeah, all God's going to be like, uh, all right, we're going to do this. And you're going to be like, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're made in God's image. So the next thing is creativity is eternal. So, yeah. so chances are good that if you like to paint, if you like to sing, if you like to do that stuff on earth, you're going to do it in heaven. Right. You're going to do it in heaven. Um, and so think about what you're building now. You know, my mom always says, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. <laughs> mm. Classic. Uh, use your gifts now. Use them now. Yeah. Give people glimpses of heaven, what you're going to be doing in heaven. Uh, the last thing is life is eternal. Yeah. Life is eternal. And so when we talk about being pro-life, we are freaking, we, I mean, we're really <laughs> pro, like we're pro-life. That means conception. That means 99 years old. It means we are pro-life. Yeah. Nobody should die. Okay, I, I, you know, I mean, nobody should die before God takes them. That's God's God alone has justice. He's given out justice to the magistrates, all that stuff. So, so any death that is unjust, any death like that is, a, we should weep mm-hmm. over. We mm-hmm. should mourn. Um, and so, think about what you do and how you how your actions affect other people on this earth here and now. Yeah, life is eternal. And if you're a Christian, you're called to good works. Yeah, and those are. <laughs> like there's not an option for you to go, well, I mean, I'm saved and, uh, you know, that's it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're called to do great and good things in this world. And, uh, that starts with serving God, uh, in the church and, uh, and then in your neighbor, which is your, your family, your yeah. friends, the people around you, your community and all that. Yeah. Your job that gives you money, that's mm-hmm. not your vocation. That your that's your little calling. That's your little vocation. Yeah. Your big vocation is to the kingdom of God. Yeah. So think about that. To love God and love your neighbor. Yeah. Think about that. Love God, love neighbor. Uh, a life for God's glory is the next thing. Our entire lives matter to God and are to be lived in service to Him and with a view toward eternity. So we live in the now, not yet, right? And that means we experience glimpses of heaven, the final restoration, um, here and now. We we experience minor glimpses of that. Yeah. A life lived in service to God is a life that points forward to a life lived in eternal service to him mm-hmm. is a life that points friends, family to a future hope. Yeah. And so if you, if your main vocation is to wake up, go to work nine to five, come home, wake up, go work nine to five, people notice. Yeah. If your vocation is to wake up, go to work nine to five, then go to church, then serve, go talk to your neighbors, go help the widow across the street, use your... People notice that. Yes. People notice that. And so your life, once it's not, it will, if you are just doing earthly things, it will be the most monotonous life you ever have. I mean, you will not be living your best life. Okay. Not right now. But if you are pouring yourself out for the good of others, for the, for the church, if you're pouring yourself out for Christ in service to him, self-sacrifice, you will truly experience heaven on earth. Now Yeah, you will get glimpses 
of, of the grace and the, all the good works, the things. It, when you're working for Christ, when you're doing the stuff he's laid out for you, that's, that's the best way. I mean, that's the most joyous you can be. Yeah, so much of Jesus' teaching in the New Testament is self-sacrifice. Yeah. It's giving yourself away just because you love God, which makes you love your neighbor. Yeah, which leads us to the last one here, a life that fulfills God's purpose. God calls us to live a life of love and service toward him and to others. Love God, love others. Nothing is as it should be, right? Tears still fill our eyes. There's still mourning. There's still sadness. So until Christ returns, we love, we serve, we serve God and others. We bring joy and blessing through the hope we have, and we share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, this world's not as it should be, obviously. Uh, we've talked about that at length. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue talking about it at length mm-hmm. because this is not the way things were meant to be. Right. And so we as Christians, as little Christ, ambassadors of Christ, we need to show the world that there is future hope mm-hmm. and that there is a time when all of this, all the sad things will come untrue and they'll wake up from their beds one day and they'll go, Gandalf, you're alive? <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be just fantastic. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and the shadow will go and he'll go, oh, oh and he'll do the laugh, right? Uh, Gandalf's not real. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and we we want, uh, the reason we do this goofy podcast is because, uh, one, we want to be a support to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, but two, we really hope, really hope yeah. that there are people listening to this who are not Christians today, uh, that we could be some small part of drawing you to Christ. And hope, hopefully you hear in our voices how beautiful and amazing we find our Lord and, and how uh, much fun we can have. Oh, yeah. Being, we're not, you know, Christians aren't stuffy, a bunch of losers. Like, we have fun. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we're well, nerds, we're <laughs> not losers, yeah. just nerds. Well, we are a part of a society now. Well, so <laughs> It's getting worse. Uh, but we, we, we want to invite you to the, the best party there is, yes. uh, the party with the, uh, the creator of all things. Yeah. So anyway, so if you listen to that, thanks so much for listening. As always, my As word always. is so cool. Um, we're about to hit 200 people on our Facebook group, which is wild. Jeremy and I literally thought it would be maybe our moms, yeah. uh, maybe our wives. I don't even think my mom's in there. <laughs> no, I'm going to see if my mom's gotta in there. we got to get her in. Yeah. Um, but man, that's so cool. That's super cool. The, the way you can help us is um, you can review it. You can like it. You can share it. The, the easiest thing is if you share it mm-hmm. and then two people share it yeah. and then two more people. I mean, it could go, this could go big. It and could please go wild. come join us on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, if you're just getting to us through the uh, the society of the yeah. Forum Podcasters. Yeah. Nerd uh, Gospel yeah, on come, Facebook page. Uh, just search Nerd Gospel on Facebook and uh, you'll, we'll let you in uh, if you do the secret we'll knock. Let the secret knock. You have to, you have to know the handshake. <laughs> so. Uh, thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Stay oh, 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 so nerdy. Oh, dear. <laughs> Bye. There is a far, far king.